the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. AM 1220 KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, or talk four horsemen later today four horsemen of the tech apocalypse fun stuff going on to say the least right now earnings came and they did not disappoint we will talk about this i promise i don't know if we're going to get to something as important as the additional unemployment insurance beyond normal state levels that the white house is now tinkering with that wasn't worth tinkering with a week ago until they weren't getting their way oh I, I, I may be out of breath by the time this all ends, as much as I want to say. Yesterday ended phenomenally. And that set up yesterday's earnings for this is very interesting. Qualcomm, for instance, yesterday was up 16%. This is not a small company. This is a huge company. And when they, when they told us what they were doing, they hit record highs. They reported upside earnings. They had guidance that wasn't uh, upsetting. They had a big settlement. Um, up 16% in one day. UPS was up 14% yesterday. Pretty impressive, right? Like, uh, let's see, where do I want to go with this? Uh, Qualcomm being a telecommunications semiconductor play, we kind of knew good things are brewing because of 5G. I said that late last year. I said that at the beginning of the year. I said that two years ago. We have that in our back pocket to look forward to. For instance, another thing that we have in our back pocket is what's happening with the White House and uh, Congress. Another stimulus is coming. So it's going to be another trillion dollars, which will throw more gasoline on the fire for people who want to own gold. Hey, if we keep printing money, might as well own some gold because we're not printing more of that. And they offset each other in people's minds. I'm not disagreeing with that. By now, you've heard, and again, that's a thing that we have in the back pocket of the market. So next week when we go, ah, Apple didn't blow out numbers today and announced the stocks, but and Amazon didn't blow out numbers because everyone's buying stuff and having it delivered during COVID. 
Alphabet. Yes, they are. Facebook is the faces. Like we won't, we won't have that next week. And these guys got through the week with Congress. So Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Facebook reported quarterly results yesterday. The Nasdaq 100 was up two to three percent on the news of how they well they did. They are the Nasdaq. Essentially, the big boys control the movement. Every single one of them blew past earnings expectations. It's like COVID, nothing but a thing. There was a joke many, 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 many years ago. Um, I think Eddie Murphy was talking about the Pope and how cool the Pope is and how the Pope will be like pulling miracles out. And he goes, ah, nothing but a thing. Ah, yeah, I made bread in the water, water in the wine. Ah, it's nothing but a thing. <clears throat> I kind of like that nothing but a thing. So that's how they did. Apple, well, Alphabet was the one weak one of any of them. I do own shares of Alphabet. They increased revenue on a year-over-year basis in the worst quarter on record for the global economy. That's as negative as you can go. Apple announced a four-for-one stock split. We have not partied like we're partying in Apple today. It feels like since 1999. Back in the 1990s, there were companies like Yahoo who were important and who were relevant. And they would announce a stock split and the stock would move up 10, 15, 20% on an announcement of a stock split. Oh, I can't afford one share at 400, but I could, uh, I could afford four shares at 100. It's the same dang thing. But people get excited by it. And again, it, it is kind of exciting. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's nice to, it's not even nice to see because it doesn't change a thing. But the perception is that it makes it easier. So I'm going to talk about those guys. Because Google's down slightly. Apple, Amazon, and Facebook are up six, seven, eight percent. And there's the halo effect that I was talking about on my last segment yesterday about Apple, about how 10 of their suppliers will move up higher today if they have a good quarter. Oh, and they, it started to leak not out of Apple, but out of China that they're going to have an oxygen sensor on their next watch. And I don't know much about this because I grew up in a world where you take a temperature, you feel a kid, if he's clammy, he just stays out from school kind of thing. But now there's oxygen levels that you're supposed to be above 95% or something may be wrong. And I'm like, I kind of want it. I don't even know why I want it, but I want an oxygen sensor, even though I didn't know what an oxygen sensor was. I don't know what it's used for, really, but I guess it shows breathing disabilities and things like that. So there's not rumors, there's leaks out of China that the oxygen sensor is coming in. There's even rumors that Apple could turn on one of their sensors inside the phone, inside the watch that you already currently have, and that could be a new feature in the fall. That they, It's already in there. That sounds pretty heavily rumored, but what they're trying to say is that um, the sensor that checks your heart with a laser, it could also probably do the same thing with oxygen. Something like that. Don't let science get in the way of a good story is what I've always said. Exxon and Chevron aren't being sold uh, today on good news. They're being sold on bad news. The oil companies missed earnings expectations by a large margin and both reported huge year-over-year revenue declines. Exxon's down 2%. Chevron's down 4%. So, yeah, we're not going to talk about big tech all day, but we're all, well, I'm also not going to – I'm going to tell you more about them because the numbers are crazy. The inside the earnings, the notes that I took yesterday. But Exxon and Chevron also, I, I listened to their conference calls last night. And, and global demand for oil is not good. Global demand for 
uh, air fuel, not good. Um, I was talking to a friend that I think I've only put about 300 miles on my car, like driving around town versus driving to work since I'm not driving to work anymore. Um, but it's pretty crazy the last five months, right? The, the switches that we've had. And if I'm driving a car that gets 20 miles per gallon, I'm not saying Exxon and Chevron aren't going to notice Rob Black missing, but they're going to notice a lot of Rob Blacks missing, and that's what we have in America. Caterpillar and Merck. Caterpillar makes big industrial equipment that pushes dirt around. Merck makes pharmaceuticals they fabricate for us. Um, Merck, I think, you know, I could say this, uh, Viagra. I think everyone knows, you know, some of the drugs that are out there. Ro- not Rogaine, but... um Gosh, I can't even think of what's that heroin called, but long story short, um, we're popping more pills every day. Um, I think I, I've told the story a couple times. My mom's in her 80s now, and um, she has, you know, her pill count is 12 a day, and it's going to probably go higher before she dies. Some of our blood thinners, things along those lines. Personal income declined 1.1% month to month in June. There was some economic data out there. That's bad. So it's not all happy days are here again. The sky is blue. No, 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 no. And there's still something brewing in the treasury market that just, it's its sad. The 10-year treasury is telling us there's problems in our economy, and yet people are going, woo I own Apple. It's so big. And we're just whistling past the graveyard that there are other big problems in our economies. Oil's at $40 a barrel. Gold's at $1,983 now. It's up 16 bucks a day, up about 1%. Silver's at $24. Yesterday I talked about how silver could go on a march to 50 if it's like any other historic melt-up um, that they've been through. But the 10-year treasury's at 56 basis points. means we're going to get cheap mortgages for a good while. Corporations are going to get cheap money for a while because the economy's distressed. Seriously? Something's not adding up there, but I'm not going to complain. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Apple says its supply of new iPhones to be available a few weeks later than its usual September time frame. You know how Apple does that. Um, we're back to school presentation and they're, they're showing, it's not a back to school presentation. It happens right around back to school. I should be fairly succinct in my words. So that was a big one for them to say that the phone is going to be pushed out, but just a few weeks later in quotes. Wall Street lives in a world sometimes of not what have you done for me lately, but what will you do for me in the future? And that started their conference call off strong because a few weeks later, we're going to be having iPhone 5Gs. I don't know why I want one. No one's proven to me that I have to have one, but I want a 5G. 
don't know why. I know that my time on this planet is limited, and I want it because maybe it'll make my life better. Maybe it'll cure my hemorrhoids. I don't know. Apple expects the rest of its product categories to have strong year-over-year performance in the September quarter. Again, about the future. The company expects September quarter services to have similar trends to June quarter. They're not expecting a drop as the economy opens back up and we have more less time on our hands. The June quarter revenues were a record. That's not bad. <laughs> Are you telling me during COVID they had record revenues? Yeah, yeah. Company saw better than expected demand for iPhones and other products in May and June. App Store, Apple Music, and Video hit records. They doubled their service revenue six months ahead of its goal. The company is excited about opportunities and wearables. Transition to Apple Silicon on Mac will increase performance of these products. They're going to be designing their own semiconductors, and the good thing about that is that they know the applications. They know how they want the computer to run and feel. You know how Apple's all about experience? Intel makes a robot chip. AMD makes a robot chip. And Apple crafts their stuff around it. Apple may say, we don't want certain types of silicon. We don't want certain types of memory. We don't want certain kinds of cores. For lack of a science degree in engineering, I'm going to say that. Apple said 22 million viewers watched the developers' conference. Remember how they have the developers' conference software and Shortly thereafter, they released the new software, Apple iOS 14, and all the different OSs for their uh, different iPads and computers and whatever products are else out, are out there that they're building up. So they released their code, and I've been using their new software that's coming out in the new phones. And it's, it's nice. It's certainly an improvement. It, it doesn't – there's some really nice things on how your apps are stored and how your home screen changes. Um, and how certain data is viewed. And I'll tell you what, one thing they, they've added is video inside of video. So if you change screens, you could still be watching in the upper right-hand corner. It's cute. Is it game-changing? No. Is it something Google already did? Yes. Financing and trade-ins have made their products much more affordable for people. When you look at Apple credit card, and I got an Apple credit card, not because they're cool, but because it's tied to my phone and credit cards that are tied... Um, if I plan on paying, paying my phone bill every month, I'll slowly develop a little bit credit, better credit. And I'm telling you to do this, potentially, if it's appropriate for you, as it's almost a no-brainer to have a nice long-term relationship with one credit card that you're not going to go out and necessarily buy groceries with it. But if you pay your Apple services with it, it's not so bad. So Apple reported earnings is $2.58 a share. Now, there's millions and millions and millions of shares, so they made billions of dollars. That was 51 cents better than expectations. Revenues rose 10.9% year-over-year. 10.9% in the second quarter of last year. Yeah, they, there wasn't any you know kick-butt kick phones. There, there was nothing going on that was like terribly unique. And back then, we were saying, okay, I'll wait for the 5G phones. Apple reported revenues for their phones up 1.5%. Just 1.5%. But their services are up 14.8%. iPad revenues up 22% year over year. The iPad is sticking around for a category that the phone has started to cannibalize. As you make bigger iPhones, you say, I don't need the iPad. Wearables were up 16% year over year. The watch 
and earphones and AirPods and things along those lines. $6.6 billion business revenue in a quarter. So let's extrapolate that times four, and you can see $25 billion. It's a, their wearables are a big freaking company. Then they announced that they're uh, going to do a four-for-one stock split to make the stock more accessible to a broader base of investors. Um, and that's going to happen August 24th, if you own shares on August 24th. So uh, you still have time to play with the lesser share pool if that's your thing. Um, they did not announce a lot of guidance. That's worthy of note. Little bit, but not a lot of detail. So I've hit Apple pretty well here. Ask Siri to give you the name of the most successful company in the world. And Siri's going to say, Apple. It's not because of pride that Siri is saying that. Apple does profit really well. Apple does revenue nicely. But they, they, they know how much they want to make in profit on every item they sell. Their market capitalization, the consumer cachet. They're the first company in America to reach the trillion dollar market cap. The iPhone is in its 12th year plus, has been the company's golden goose, generating tens of billion dollars in revenue and profit. Apple products and services include Mac computers and iPad tablets, the App Store, Apple Music, Apple Watch, wearables, Apple TV Plus. Um, there's one or two series that I like on Apple TV Plus. If you have younger kids, like, uh, they've got an amazing story, which is, it's, it's okay. Um, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. Eh, I'm not. I'm not a TV, TV critic. What I'm trying to tell you is that it seems like they have some hit and misses. Companies Inc. alliances with corporations to deepen its penetration of the enterprise market as well, which is something you don't talk a lot about with Apple. I remember back in about 2007, 2008, there was a big push by Apple to get into enterprises, to get into businesses, an area that's pretty much so old like Windows, Microsoft. Because the consistency and stability. And then there's you know, companies like Dell who do a really good job of selling services on top of the computers that they're putting on every desk. Apple's done that terribly, terribly well. Through the years, you more and more compete on our phones and more and more compete at home with Apple products. It makes sense for more corporations to grab onto it and say, People know the people are familiar with this operating system and they can save some money. So there I've wrapped up Apple in a nutshell. I'll try the same thing with Amazon, maybe Facebook. Depends on how much time I have today. 1200 h calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. There's topics filing for an IPO that I'll bring up. <laughs> and uh, I think it shows you the side of the times a little bit. Highest price target I see on Apple today is $450. Peloton's in the news and much, much more. Stay tuned. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. In the next 10 days, I'm expecting another stimulus package to come out and potentially be another bit of gasoline to throw on the stock market fire. <clears throat> That's the expectation. Maybe we'll be disappointed with the size of it. Maybe we'll see the size of it's bigger than we thought, and we're like, oh, no, that means we're in really bad trouble. We don't quite know the reaction it's going to be, but typically Wall Street tends to like trillions of dollars being spent and given to people. Senate Majority Leader has said this week that there would be no deal with Democrats without legal protections for employers against pay, with paying against employees with pandemic claims. Um, the White House is willing to cut a deal with Democrats that leaves that out. Earlier in the week, it had Mitch McConnell said it has to be in there. Now, going into the weekend and the news shows, the Republicans and Democrats both kind of want to position themselves as the party that is going to help you the most in November. And by giving you money now, vote for me. Something along those lines. I give you a little bit off, but that's what we got. So this weekend, there'll be a little bit more news to start gathering on that. Amazon was amazing. They started off as the world's largest bookstore. And, well, let's just say they've grown. Up 136 points, uh, bucks today. Buckaroos, as I like to say. One share will cost you about $3,200. It reported a huge beat and raise. It's Amazon Web Services did quite well. Um, no fear of slowdown. No fear of slowdown there. Gangbusters. And again, it makes you scratch your head because conventional wisdom inside your head says something along the lines of, there's COVID out there. I bet things are slowing down a bit in some some businesses. Everyone knew sales would be gangbusters with so many consumers staying at home. Uh, it's interesting because I have a second home that doesn't get Amazon packages. <laughs> Um, it's a little bit on the rural side. So my Amazon credit card bill is down. I use an Amazon credit card because it gives me 5% off everything I buy on Amazon. If you're using your credit card, I'm using the Amazon card. I'm, I'm getting it 5% cheaper than you. And I'm good with that. But I'm also showing you the power of Amazon. Well, everyone knew sales would be gangbusters. It was so well known. It was so well telegraphed. We knew it was going to happen. We're staying at home. They got hit with some additional costs on COVID-19, and they talked about taking profits that they make this quarter and plowing it all back into the business. Jeff Bezos has been very, very good about that. His ex-wife yesterday said, hey, I'm throwing down a couple billion dollars to various charities now. She's wildly sinking rich. And Mackenzie Scott, I think is her last name. She's changed it immediately on Twitter. Talking about a little bit of anger. Her first Twitter announcement was that she was getting a divorce from Jeff. Her second Twitter announcement is that she's given billions of dollars to charity. She's done two tweets. Not that I'm counting. Let's see what the third one's going to be, shall we? Um, guidance uh, was a little bit on the subdued side from Amazon. So a lot of people are looking at, did Amazon have a one-time bump? Because Apple, by having a good quarter in the second quarter of 2020, they're still going to have a good next year when the new phone is out. Amazon, when COVID goes away, will they still have record numbers of people buying their stuff? 
and I'll say there's there's something to be said for consistency and getting used to it. Um, I would say 95% of my online orders are through Amazon. And at times, I can get the same exact product from Best Buy, I don't. Or at the times, I can get the same exact product online from Office Depot, and I don't. Like how I dropped Office Depot in there to kind of give you that illusion. It's an illusion that I'm a, a business, businessable kind of guy. <laughs> I'm going to just make up words now, businessable. Um, Amazon Web Service is wildly profitable. And they saw many, many, many years ago as they were building out the website, as they were building out streaming video, they're like, hey, we got a lot of capacity here. We could sell this stuff to uh, just people who want to start up and start their own businesses. So they kind of said, hey, we got web services that you guys can use, starting with, you want to host a website? Do it here. You want to do an email server? Do it here. And everything else that an Amazon web service would do, per se. Um, 13% of first half second, uh, 13% of the first half of 2020 revenues has been Amazon Web Services. So it generates operating income that's stunning. It's a big deal to pay attention to. Microsoft's competing Azure offering saw slower growth, um, starting to slow quarter to quarter, but they're working off much smaller numbers. So Microsoft's Azure web services platform looks like it's growing faster, but it's growing faster at a much smaller, slower pace than Amazon. Gangbusters for Amazon. Its shopping segment was even better than hoped for. Its stock made a nearly 90% move up since mid-March. 90% since mid-March. If you had the cojones to buy when things were stressful on Wall Street, you could have got 90%. Did you think Amazon was going to go out of business or did you think it could go lower? Were you thinking too much? That could be your problem. I didn't buy it at its March low. I was thinking too much. Amazon Web Services um, isn't exactly something that is as personal to me as, say, Apple is. But let's take a look at Amazon real quick. They began as the Earth's largest Largest or biggest? Largest and biggest or biggest? Biggest bookstore. Uh, now they've basically become bigger everywhere else. The website still offers millions of books as well as other media, home furnishing, clothing, pet supplies, office products, hundreds and hundreds of products. You want a DVD of something you saw in the 1980s? They, I'm sure they can find it for you. The company's dominant cloud services. I, they're influential in entertainment. I think they have a Lord of the Rings series coming. I don't know. They have a Lord of the Rings series coming. What I don't know is when due to COVID. But Pacers thinks big. They have a Fallout TV series coming. I know you're saying Fallout. I don't know that one. It's strangely tied to Twitch. Twitch, they have a TV service, which is the strangest thing in the world to ever see. If you're over 35, go to twitch.com today, and you can watch other people playing video games. One of the games that's pretty popular as far as a brand goes is a game called Fallout. Uh, Bethesda Softworks has made it, I think. Um, it's a licensing relationship, <clears throat> studio relationship with 
uh, Take Two or Electronic Arts, Activision, they all kind of have different partners that they always go with, uh, media partners. But Fallout's been a popular game, so it has people like, I played one of the games maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. Maybe my producer played one of the games 5, 10 years ago. So there's a built-in audience when it comes out on Amazon. Let's hope it doesn't sink as a TV show. But it's all about like a post-nuclear society, post-nuclear strike. Um, and I can't really explain it too much better than that, other than to say it's probably a little bit Mad Max-ish. Uh, so they, they think big. So they got some stuff coming down the pipeline. Will we ever give Amazon a, a valuation like Netflix? Probably not. But they're not, their influence in, in uh, the Netflix and streaming has been pretty profound. They, they have winners. They have gotten won Grammy, uh, Emmy Awards. Grammys for music, Emmys for TVs. Uh, so it's, it's, we can't write them off. Now again, this week they were on Congress's doorstep, a lot of virtual calls, not actually in Washington, but on, you know what's happening there, um, being investigated as a, a antitrust claims. That will eventually get the companies, all of them, in trouble. Because as they create wealth, I'm wealthy. And it's weird for me to say it, because I know there's people out there who aren't. It's almost as if you own stocks versus if you don't. It's almost as if you own a home versus if you don't. <clears throat> you know, I told you I have a second home that's in a very rural area. Bought it about two and a half years ago. Just as a mental escape, kind of a fortress of solitude. It's embarrassing to admit. Um, but I bought it right because what's happened in the last uh, four months is people are leaving the big city and they want to be where I am in the rural area. <clears throat> so even that, a second home for me, which should be, I look at vacation homes, I look at second homes as they're nice, but don't expect them to go up in value because there's typically a lot of land there. <clears throat> um and I, I kind of look at this artwork. You tend to overpay for the location because it's a luxury destination. And artwork, if you own a Matisse or a Matisse, as I like to say, <laughs> if you own it, you hold it for 20 years and you look at it and go, that's beautiful. You pay the insurance on it just in case there's a fire or something along those lines. And you sell it in 20 years and hopefully after 20 years you make some money, but you don't value it on a month-to-month basis. So the rich are getting richer. People who own Amazon, people who own Apple, people who own Microsoft, people who own stocks, people who own second homes, first homes. That's going to eventually come back to bite these companies because Congress will eventually say, let's tax them. So they're forced to be working with in the future with grocery delivery. Uh, they own Whole Foods. They're in the digital personal assistant world with Alexa and Echo. Um, not my cup of tea, but... I know people who live by, hey, Alexa, what were the sports scores last night? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Talking tech, talking earnings. I still have some more content to get to, so stay with me. You listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Um, I turned a phrase the other day that I might stick with. That bonds have served their their purpose really well for 40 years. That they're dead now. And it may be time to look elsewhere. And that is the kind of statement that will piss off a lot of people. I bring that up because when you're so cocky and arrogant that you say something like that, you can find yourself getting into trouble. Um, who needs bonds when you can just own Apple? Tim Cook splitting the shares four for one. Yesterday, the president of the United States floated the idea of delaying the elections on Twitter. That should be seen as that's not a very stable country. That's very uh, fascist when you have power and you want to keep power for lack of a better understanding of political systems. Four of the largest, most important companies in the universe reported earnings last night, and they didn't disappoint. We have Apple and Amazon and Facebook hitting all-time highs on the same day yesterday when U.S. GDP fell 32.9%. Worse than the Great Recession, worse than the Great Depression, worst economy ever. 1.4 million people filed for initial unemployment benefits. The chasm between the wealthy and the poor continues to widen. I'm talking with uh, my producer this morning. He's as amazed as, as I'm not going to say the word amaze. It's just they're rolling and they're momentum stocks right now. And they're big stocks, and big stocks aren't supposed to be momentum. Now, UPS delivered strong quarters, and they're up 14%. And I go, go brown. But it just doesn't feel quite as fun with Facebook, where boycotts don't seem to bother these animals at all. And the people at Facebook are animals. And I mean that with respect. Amazon increased grocery delivery capacity by over 160%. They saw 40% revenue growth year over year. How does a company that big, it's ridiculous to look at when you're doing $88 billion and you're able to increase revenue 40%. And if people are ordering online at Amazon, why do you think I brought up UPS? Go Brown. So at some point in time, you're going to start comparing these stocks. Maybe. I don't know. Um, It's worthy of note. 800-516, all of that is happening. All of this, that happening in the backdrop of the worst economy ever. Stocks are jumping. Four tech giants are posting strong earnings. Earnings. Um, so they're, their valuations are high. Their valuations have never been this high. The cheapest one of them all is Facebook, trading at 30 times earnings. The stock market trades at about 15, historically. Sometimes when we get into like massive recessions and people don't want to own stocks, they've given up on them, they're filthy, dirty, they don't want to own them, the valuations might get down to like 12 times for the whole market. That's happened twice in my investing career, and both times I've bought the, the snot out of the stock market. And then when an air, the price-to-earnings ratio for all the stock market gets to about 20, it historically doesn't go much higher than that. There's blips, there's blips, blips for sure when there's bad quarters, when there's bad GDP, there's bad things like that that happen. 
There's, you know, wars in Iraq. But the valuation doesn't usually get that high above 20, and it doesn't really get much below 12. So it's in a trading range. There's something called value line, which if you ever want to become a, a grown-up investor, go to the library and get value line. Don't pay for it. It's way too expensive of a service. Google value line. Go to YouTube and say how to read a value line. Learn what it is. And you'll see a company like Intel has traded between a P historically of 12 when things were really, really bad and a high of 22. And you can go take a look at the future uh, four quarters looking forward and you'll see that it's trading around, you know, 13 right now. You'll go, historically, this is cheap. I should buy because historically it doesn't go much cheaper than this. So you're kind of giving yourself a range that maybe if it does, but I'll buy more. Because in the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, it's never gone below that. And then when it gets pricey, you're like, well, maybe I should take some off the table. It, some, at some point in time, people are going to do this with Apple. Keep in mind, I own shares of Apple. I'm proud of that. I own shares of Amazon. I own shares of Qualcomm. I own, like, I'm a tech guy. I'm a growth guy. But also, I have some other exposure to stocks. If you were to look at my portfolio, you would slap me. You'd say, you have too much growth. I know. I know. And then you'll say, I'll look at other people who uh, are in retirement. I won't have as much growth in retirement. I promise you that. And right now, if I were to lose 50% of my, of my net worth, I wouldn't stress. So, because I know that I've grown my net worth because I've exposed myself to the apples of the world. I know that I may have to give back 50% of it at any given time. What can happen? A CEO could die in an airplane crash. Com- Congress could say, we're going to call you a monopoly and break you up. Short term, that would be good for Apple. If you were to separate their wearables and their uh, services, I was going to say iTunes, but I kind of want to say services. If you were to break them up, they'd be worth more than they are as a whole, which is crazy to think about. Same thing with Amazon. If they eventually have to break up um, if they buy a delivery service company and they buy, start buying airlines, they're going to be too big to fail. We're, we would say things like, you know, well, if like, the example that I gave during the commercial, talking to my friend, was that Amazon's kind of an amazing company because they do want to get into healthcare and they're not really in healthcare right now. They do want to do insurance and they could just add that on to Amazon Prime. And I'd be like totally happy with it. And a lot of America would be totally happy with it. Like, we'd be like, oh, we, they're good. And then we find out that when we go see the doctor that he prescribes some drugs and, oh, those drugs will be delivered by Amazon. You don't even have to go to a pharmacy anymore. Then you start seeing where, like, this is pretty darn pervasive. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.